Entertainment's podcast from Bottomline Technologies. Greetings and welcome to the Payments Podcast. My name is John Gaffney. I'll be your host for this episode, which will cover the recently wrapped Association of Financial Professionals Conference, where all walks from the financial world gather to learn about and discuss the most important issues of the day. We're going to discuss key takeaways from that conference with Nick Barrents, Director of Solutions Marketing for Bottom Line's Banking Operating Segment. Welcome, Nick. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, John. Glad to be here. All right. Thank you. Um, so, Nick, there's a, a lot of mix of people, a, a great mix of people, I would think, at AFP. You got Treasury, you got APAR Department, CFOs from banks, real wide variety of attendees. What was your sense of the energy and the general vibe there? Yeah. So, I guess. Uh, um, compared to last year, there was a lot more energy uh, in large part because AFP uh, about a year ago, they might have had maybe a third of their attendees that they normally would have had. And that was obviously because of COVID. So what they did was they broke it out into in-person and also a virtual conference last year. But this year, everybody was there in person. Um, it was in Philadelphia, which is a fairly easy city for most to get to. And um, I think it was, uh, I thought the energy level was very good. It was a lot of folks glad to see each other, but uh, folks were there to do business as well, um, to learn and to um, do things like, uh, you know, a lot of them are um, you know, certified treasury professionals. They need to keep that, um, that, uh, that status live. So they go to educational sessions to get credits to keep their uh, CTP um, uh, designation. So, um, and I would say, you know, you had a mix of treasury, but you also had uh, a lot of banking folks as well, because a lot of commercial banks serve those treasury customers. So they wanted to make sure they were uh, getting in front of them and understanding the issues that uh, the treasury, corporate treasury folks were, were looking at and considering. So uh, a lot of, a lot of vendors and a lot of, a lot of activity. Yeah. Um, you know, I talked with somebody else from our company who went to the last a um, AFP. And he was saying that he was very impressed with the level of knowledge among the attendees there. Did you get that vibe too? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think a lot of folks came in kind of knowing uh, from a strategic direction, you know, what they were looking for. Now I'm talking about, you know, folks that were walking the show floor. Um, they tended to come by our booth and ask some really specific questions. And uh, they were looking uh, to have conversations related to different types of technologies and processes. Um, and I think that the education sessions that I attended uh, were very pointed. They had a lot of very good tips for a lot of their attendees. For example, um, you know, so there were some sessions about uh, corporate fraud and how to identify um, potential fraudsters within your organization, traits to look for, things to look for, and uh, which I found pretty fascinating. Um, and then there was also new information there. Uh, there were um, new technologies, but also new ways of looking at things and things for treasury professionals to consider and for their banks to consider um, from a roadmap perspective. So a lot of, you know, people were very uh, focused. And I think the, you know, the, the, um, the, le the level of attendees, you know, these are folks that have been doing this for, for many, many years yeah. in their you know, professional careers. Yeah, interesting. What was the chatter like on the show floor? What was some, some of the hot button issues? Yeah, so there were a few that uh, I, I thought was uh, fairly interesting. We had a lot of folks come by asking about treasury management systems. Um, so in other words, the idea that 
you have a, a centralized place where you know as a corporate you can look at your um, you can you can pull all your information from your different you're working with different banks you might have a bunch of different banks that you work with you know across the country say and you're pulling all that data into one uh, interface so that you can manage your treasury systems and you can understand your cash flow and and where things stand through all your banking accounts um, a lot of talk around that um, fraud is always a big topic at a show like this uh, the you know the the, the fraudsters are always evolving and it feels sometimes like corporations are maybe a step or two behind. Um, so they're trying to stay on top of it, try to understand what the landscape is like and also what tools are out there because there's a lot of different tools that you can use to answer a lot of different fraud challenges. So um, I think there was a lot of education there. You know, it's a, a treasury professional needs to understand it, but they're not always looking at fraud in particular. That's not their central role, but they need to be really concerned about it. So I think that's part of the education process there. Well, I know you went to a lot of panels when we were talking before. What were some of the better ones? Yeah, you know, there was um, a real interesting panel uh, uh, from what was called the Business Payments Coalition. And the only reason why I kind of tapped into that was somebody from the Federal Reserve came by our booth um, asking if we knew about it. And I hadn't, and I asked a few of uh, you know the, my fellow banking um, folks if they had, and you know, it was a little bit of eh, I heard about it a few years ago, not really sure what's going on with it or what it is. So I I went and attended, um, and it was pretty fascinating. The Business Payments Coalition is a you know I guess a partnership with vendors, but the Federal Reserve is involved, and I'm sure there's others involved that that um, that uh, I didn't see there. Um, but you know essentially what they're proposing is um, a, I guess what I would call straight through processing for invoices. Um, they called it e-invoicing. And I think the underlying premise of it is that, uh, you know, the stats they share are that 75% of invoices require manual processing. And that costs U.S. businesses, you know, anywhere from 160 to 200 billion annual, annually. So the reason why that happens is because nothing is completely automated in that process of invoicing and then remittance. Um, there's pieces that are automated, but there's still a lot of manual process involved. And that what their goal is, is to uh, build out a platform and knowledge so that they can, uh, they can uh, automate the entire process to take those costs out of there to make things much more efficient. You know, and they, you know, they even point out stats like paper, when you're talking about paper invoices, only 45% of them get paid on time, but electronic invoices are paid on time 92% of the time. So when you hear things like that, you kind of go, okay, there's something there. So I think from my perspective, it was interesting to, to listen to um, and maybe even get involved with at some point, but I could tell by the response, the, the folks in the audience, there were a lot of people that didn't have much knowledge. So they actually interrupted the speakers a few times to kind of press for more details. I think there was a lot of real strong interest you know, what is this thing and how are you guys going about it? And, you know, when, when is it going to be uh, in the market? Those kinds of things. And it's still, it's still a, a panel that's, or it's a, uh, it, it's a group that's still working this through, but they want to set up a bunch of standards so that they can lower costs, offer better cash management, reduce errors, mitigate fraud risk, and also increase transparency in the whole straight through processing perspective. Yeah. You said uh, one of the magic phrases here was just cash management. You know, it, there's a treasury aspect to the show, um, as you mentioned, and you also mentioned that people wanted to know more about treasury management systems. Now, 
I hear a lot about cash forecasting and how it's still almost an impossible errand these days. What did you hear about that? What are, take the treasury angle of this show, if you could. Yeah, I think the the cash forecasting is it's it's really you know that is really a hot topic. Uh, it has been for a while, um, and I think the reason why it has been is nobody's really nailed it. Um, you know, the cash flow forecasting or optimization of your cash flows. Um, nobody's really come out with the best you know the a solution that provides it from end to end and really simplifies it there's a lot of different vendors out there that are doing different things but it's still a burning need and you know one of the things i i you know i had a chat with uh, uh, uh an analyst from salent named patty hines and you know she said uh that tends to be one of the top um you know issues for corporates and you know i always sort of pivot towards the banks that are supporting the corporates and i asked her, well, do you know of any banks that are really supplying that? And she said, not really. Some are working on it, but if a bank can come out with a really strong cash flow forecasting solution, um, that would really go a long way to helping their customers. And if if they don't do it, then those customers are going to look for other fintechs to, to help with that. And so there's other, you know, there are firms that are doing that kind of thing out there, but it's, you know, if you were starting from scratch, you wouldn't really know which way to turn at this point. Mm. Interesting. I'm going to break a little bit from the show, Nick. I'm going to ask you, now that you have all this knowledge from AFP, I'm going to ask you some of the things that you're looking at for 2023. Sure. Well, from the banking perspective, I think one of the big things that will be happening next year is the, um, uh, the, the launch of the Federal Reserve's FedNow system. Right. So we already have real-time payments from the clearinghouse. So this will be their version. Uh, they'll call it faster payments. Um, and uh, the FedNow uh, uh, system platform is now in pilot. But you know, if, if things are headed the way they're supposed to, they'll have it live by summer. And then other banks can, can start to use it and deliver it to their commercial customers. Um, the reach of the Federal Reserve is probably a little bit more than the clearinghouse, I would mm-hmm. venture to say, because the clearinghouse is owned by big banks and the Federal Reserve touches all other all banks. Mm-hmm. So um, I think the it, it, and, and it's interesting because some folks are looking at it as, you know, do I do one or the other? I think the answer is you got to do all of it. You've got to enable both um, because you don't know. There's a lot of use cases being proposed, but nobody's really clear yet on how it's actually going to be embraced and adopted. So it's it's out there and it's for banks and, and corporates and, and small businesses to use as well. Um, so I think it's, it's going to be a con- continuing evolution, which will be interesting to watch. Mm. The other thing is, which is always coming up and it's always coming up with our bank customers is APIs. You know, the, the ability to um, build solutions through APIs. You know, they don't, the, the banks don't always come to us and say, uh, we want a solution that you provide necessarily. They want they want flexibility to build their own solutions, you know, on top of what they're getting from us. So the API discussions it's constant. It's it's probably more than it was four or five years ago, uh, and I think that's just going to continue. Um, and I would say there's one more uh, area that's that's interesting. It's I, I wouldn't say it's related to AFP quite at this point. But the idea of commercial onboarding, how do you onboard commercial customers to buy, you know, automate the process to get new products and services through the bank, you know, through a streamlined, uh, completely automated process rather than having to go into a branch or call a call your your banking rep. 
and you know calling them a week later like what's the status of of uh you know trying to get a new uh line of credit or something like that it's completely automating those processes nobody really delivers a solution like that now um efficiently so i think that's something to to keep an eye on there's a lot of opportunity there as well all right that's a wrap um nick barents director of solutions marketing for bottom lines banking operating segment i want to thank you very much for your time you got it and i was i wish i was in the world series right now but they already have a cleanup hitter so well <laughs> very good um so once again john gaffney payments podcast uh please give us a listen wherever you get your podcasts whether it's soundcloud apple android um or spotify thank you Payments Podcast from Bottom Line Technologies.